Welcome to The Secret Life of Dietitians. I'm Laura Poland. And I'm Amy Keller. Have you ever wondered why you feel so thirsty after eating salty food? Salt is made of two minerals, sodium and chloride. And when you eat a lot of salty foods, your body uses water to flush the extra sodium away. And then with this water loss, loss you feel thirsty, like you need to drink more, which explains why bars and cocktail lounges often sell salty snacks with their drinks. Well, that just never occurred to me that that really? was the reason they did that, to get you to drink more. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. kind of the science behind Gatorade, too. They uh -huh. you talk about adding sodium not only for electrolyte replacement, but to make you thirstier. Right. That was kind of part of that development of that. Yeah. That's very interesting. Well, the weather's been hot here in Ohio, and I do mean hot. <laughs> I feel like we've all moved to Florida. So we yeah. thought today would be a really good day to talk about hydration. So stay tuned. We're going to talk about all kinds of things related to hydration, including even controversial things like should you be drinking alkaline water? So stay tuned. I liked how you said this earlier. We were talking and you said water and sodium are friends. Yes. Right? Best friends. So they're best friends. I heard that from an intern in terms of how she explained it to yeah. a, um, one of our patients once who was having to limit uh, his salt intake for his heart uh -huh. because a lot of salt intake can cause extra fluid on the heart, which is what we call heart failure. And, yeah. and we often, in fact, almost always tell the, our patients with heart failure to limit their salt intake. Uh -huh. And how she explained it to this patient. And I just thought it was such a great way that salt and water are best friends. Where <laughs> one goes, the other goes. Yeah. And I, I use that now yeah. when I teach because I think it's just a really simple way yeah. to explain that salt-water balance in Absolutely. our bodies. But yeah, it never occurred to me when you said that in the intro that that's why. I always thought they just did it because people like salty snacks. But right. it probably does encourage people to, to order more. a second beverage, uh -huh. which makes money for, for exactly. the bar. So as a dietitian, I think you and I both spend a lot. I mean, number one, we focus on fluid with a lot of our clients. It's almost always a conversation, right? Right. Uh, or uh, find out where somebody is. So water is, for me, my number one habit that I talk about with my clients. It is my number one habit that I could improve on. Uh -huh. I, every year, I think when, you know, I don't make New Year's resolutions, but I think about, you know, what could I do better in the next year? And I think, you know, I'm going to drink more water. It's always mm -hmm. at the top of the list. And then by the, the first of the year or second or third day of the year, I've had some water. <laughs> I don't have a good water habit, and that's something mm -hmm. I still struggle with. And I even find I spend, it's been so busy at work that if I get busy and if I don't have water sitting with me, I don't think about it. Right. I'm And, you know, I could get to midday, and uh -huh. all I've had to ha drink is coffee. Yeah. And then I don't even think about getting a water at lunch. And that's something that we will talk about tips to drink more water, how to uh -huh. have those things available to you. Because yeah. I do believe very strongly it's an... If you see it, you will drink it. If yes. you have your water bottle with you, you're more likely to drink it yes. rather than thinking of having to think about going and getting a glass of water. Now, you said very <clears throat> a lot there. You were talking about water. And I do want to clarify that for me, a lot of this mm -hmm. is fluid. Right. So we do need to understand that it doesn't necessarily, and we'll get into this later, mean drinking water. So for those of you who don't like water, stay with us because we're actually going to talk about there are alternatives and there are ways to get that fluid in. And that's, yeah, that's also where I struggle with, you know, we hear about 
how much water people should be drinking. I get asked that frequently. Yes. How much water should I be drinking? Uh-huh. And I always say, well, water is one thing, but fluids are a different... It, Fluid water is part of your fluid intake. Exactly. And it's just, it could be a really large fraction of your fluid intake. It could be 90% of your fluid intake. Uh-huh. And it could be 50% or less. Right. Right. Because we get fluids from a lot of different sources. Right. So, you know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about water guidelines and whether the, yeah, I had a, a discussion with a dietitian a few weeks ago because she was putting together an educational piece and she said, what do I say about water? And I said, well, I probably would talk about fluids. Yeah. And then talk about your primary fluid should be water, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to be water. Right. You're not going to become dehydrated if you're not drinking enough water if you are taking inadequate fluids. Right. Which are totally different things. Right. So let's let's talk about the body composition real quick, because this is where it all starts, I think, <clears throat> is water is the most abundant so- substance in our bodies. Right. And on an average... Our body weight is actually 45 to 75% fluids, which is about 10 to 12 gallons of water. Right. So lean tissue holds more water. Correct. Right. So, you know. But, so it varies right. from person to person. Right. Based on body composition. But even those hard bones contain fluid. Again, I that know. doesn't make, you wouldn't think that would make sense. But yeah. it, it actually, there are fluid, fluid in your bones. 22% of your bones is actually fluid. Right. And it's so, such a hard substance. We don't think about that. And the younger you are, the more percentage, the larger percentage of your body that's made up from fluids. And that does kind of make sense. You know, as you look at maybe people who get older and they're just a little bit less hydrated and their skin's a little thinner and everything's just a little bit more frail, you can see that they're also more susceptible to dehydration when you're older versus when you're younger. Um, That's one of the reasons that dehydration is a a more of a risk in folks that are, you know, kind of up in years because they have less water to start with. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, they say newborns have about 75% of body weight is fluid versus elderly. It's more like 50%. So that's where the fluctuation comes in. So, yes, water is an essential nutrient. So remember from our previous podcast that an essential nutrient means that we have to consume it. So we have to have water on a daily basis. Every every body cell, tissue, organ, every process that's done in our body requires water to function. Right. It also regulates heat. Mm -hmm. So it's one of the reasons that sometimes, especially when it's been super hot like it's been, you know, you drink water to regulate your body temperature. Yes. Or drink fluids. Again, it's we're going to really want to make sure we break that down. Yeah. You know, between fluids and water. But you but the the thing about it is your the fluids that we drink are essentially water and something else, you know. Yeah. I mean, even coffee, that's it's water water and coffee. Yeah. You know, the majority of that particular item is 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 fluids. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, So and then I thought this was fascinating doing some research on this. And I don't think I ever really thought about it this way, but the body does produce water. Right. It's the end product of when we metabolize our carbohydrates, protein and fat in our diet. So it's where energy is produced. A byproduct of that is water. Right. So, yeah. That was kind of interesting to me. So how much is appropriate? And again, we're going to get into that fluid versus water discussion. Mm -hmm. But 
the number one habit you can do is take kind of stock of your general fluid intake. Right. So think about what you drink. So maybe you get up and you have a couple cups of coffee in the morning. Fine. Mm -hmm. And then maybe at lunch you have a bottle of water or maybe you get an iced tea. Uh huh. And then at supper you have maybe a glass of milk. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe at bedtime you have a cup of hot tea before Uh you go to bed. That all plays into your water intake. But you brought up a good point about foods containing water as well. Yes. So So, you you might be surprised to hear that there are some, (laughs) besides watermelon, which seems obvious, there are plenty (laughs) of foods out there that also contain water. So give us some examples. Okay. I love this because, of course, you know, you think about lettuce, like a crispy lettuce is going to have been 96% water weight by weight. But you don't really think about broccoli. And I thought this was interesting. Broccoli is 89% fluid. Very interesting. And so, and then carrots and orange juice are um, both at 88%. That's so interesting. So, yeah. So a lot of us don't think about it. You know, if you have any soup at your lunch or you have yogurt or Or jello, uh, those all count as fluids. So I just remember back to when I was in... And you probably do this more in a hospital setting. But when I was an intern at a hospital, you know, and then I had a renal patient and we had to really watch their fluid intake. Mm -hmm. So everything counted as fluid. Right. And so we actually had to calculate on their trays that they were getting any fluid from Jell-O, yogurt and everything that counted towards their allotment that the doctor had said. Exactly. To stay within. Right. So and then if you if you think about it. Dried raisins even mm-hmm. have some water. There's, right. there, but there, it's fifteen percent, right? Of as compared fluid. to grapes, as compared to grapes, right? Yes. which are much more high in water yeah. content. And like vegetable oil, though, mm-hmm. like canola oil, vegetable oils are at zero percent. Very interesting. Water. Even though they're liquidy, right? They're not fluid. They're not fluid. Right. There's no fluid in there. That's yeah. very interesting. So I thought that was fascinating. Yeah. So. You know, you can get fluids from all sorts of, of sources in your diet. So if water's not your jam, right. it's really okay. Yeah. Maybe you drink, maybe you eat a lot of fruits and vegetables, you right. know, and if you have a lot of fruits and vegetables in your diet. Right. Or, or for me, I drink a lot of tea. Right. I drink decaf tea. And so, you know, I've heard so many people that, you know, they changed this about what, 20 years ago at this point? But it used to be people said, oh, well, coffee and tea don't count towards your fluid That's intake. That's not true. <laughs> yeah, it's not true. It's not true. It does right. count. So because of the caffeine, it has a little bit of a diuretic effect, just like your alcohol has a little bit of a diuretic effect, right. but it's still fluid. You know, people say, well, I feel like I have to go to the bathroom after I drink coffee. I have to go mm-hmm. right away and, and, and urinate. It's the reason because you're drinking all that fluid. Uh-huh. It, right. Yes, there may be a mild diuretic effect, especially in large amounts. Yeah. But you drink, I mean, if I'm drinking a 16-ounce cup of coffee, I'm yeah. drinking 16 ounces of water. Exactly. Yes, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Yeah. That makes uh-huh. sense. Yeah. Right. It's uh-huh. the water in the coffee. It's not the coffee that's magically making you have to go to the bathroom exactly. necessarily. So you've probably heard this, like, you need to drink eight eight-ounce glasses of water per day. Okay. So like I said, <laughs> you know, fluids all kind of fall into a bucket, I guess, uh-huh. for lack of a better pun, right? <laughs> so fluids are all in a bucket and you can have half that bucket be water. You could have three quarters of that bucket be water. You could mm-hmm. have 90% of that water, but uh-huh. bucket be water. 
whatever works for you, as long as that bucket is hitting your hydration goals. Right. The benefit to water is it's zero calories. Yes. I mean, but so is decaf tea. You right. Know, as long as you're not adding sugar. But the benefit to water is there is it's, it gives you the hydration with minimal to zero calories. Right. And most of us are just consuming way too many calories other places. So it's a good place to look at. Right. Could so, I cut back on my calories? So if you're consuming pop as the majority of your fluid intake, mm-hmm. if you're drinking two 20 ounce bottles of regular pop, sure, regular. you're getting plenty of, getting, getting plenty of fluid. That's, yep. that's not my concern. But you're taking in six, seven hundred calories along with that fluid. Right. So if you can make the switch to diet, if that's what you want to do, right. or make the switch all the way to water, uh-huh. then you're taking in just the same amount of fluid mm-hmm. without all those calories to yeah. accompany it. So And it doesn't have to be plain water either. You, right. Like you said, switch to water. Some people might be turned off by that. Think about infusing your water. Right. Um, add some, a little fruit, herbs, lemon squeeze, right. something. And if that's, again, not, not convenient for you, I'm fine with like, I see these at patient bedsides a lot in the hospital, mm-hmm. the little Mio's. You know, those little things yes. that they add flavoring to their water. And that, you know, yeah. whatever gets you to get it down. Exactly. You know, that's completely fine. Yeah. Because I'm not a big, I'll be honest, I'm not a big fan of just plain water. Right. I need, I like tea. I don't like sweetened tea, but I like unsweet tea. I don't know. (laughs) So if we talk about how much is enough, the question I get frequently is, well, I must be chronically dehydrated because I don't drink enough water. Okay. (laughs) So there are a couple of ways to determine this. First of all, your body has a very tight regulation of your hydration. Okay. If you are severely dehydrated, I'll see you in the emergency room. Yes. You're not going to be walking around severely dehydrated. You're way right. symptomatic right. when that happens. So, Symptoms being dry mouth. Right. You're going to be uh, high D- dizziness. Maybe a high body temperature. Right. Pulse rate. You're, yeah, dizzy. Yeah. You're going to need some fluids in the emergency department before you go home. Yeah. But if you're just walking around sort of mildly dehydrated because you don't drink enough fluids, period. Maybe, again, it's just a a matter of being too busy or not thinking about it. Yes, you can be mildly dehydrated. So the question is, should you drink on a schedule Mm. or should you drink to thirst? And I think this remains kind of controversial. We see this with athletes a lot. Should they be drinking on a schedule versus should they be drinking to thirst? Mm -hmm. And I think a little bit of it depends on, on how acclimated you are to hot weather, how um, much about your age. We find that older people don't res- don't have that thirst sense maybe uh-huh. as much as they did when they were young. Mm-hmm. So they need to be reminded to yes. drink water uh-huh. where maybe a younger person would feel that sense, sense of thirst sure. and grab some water. Mm-hmm. Um, there are sometimes I get back from if it's been real hot and I go take a walk and I just get like that. I'm just, I can't get to the water fast enough yes. because I'm so overheated. Uh-huh. That I just feel like I have to get water now. Yes. This is making me very thirsty. Right. right? So, right. Yeah. So, you know, then it's hot here again today. Right. Because it's Saturday. Um, so, yeah, you know, you, you, I feel like I can't get to that water fast yeah. enough because my body temperature is high because mm-hmm. it was hot. Yeah. So I need, but my thirst mechanism has kicked in. Right. If I was 20, 30 years older, I might not feel that. Yeah. And so I might need to say, when I get back from my walk, I must have this much water to replace the fluids that I lost. So it's very, it's a very complex situation in terms of determining 
how much water you need. Right. Um, and so for me, I have, I talk to my clients about really the best recommendation I can tell for you is what's the color of your urine? Yes. So now we're going to get personal. Yes. And I, this is so much fun when I talk to football players about this because, you know, let's, let's talk about what's going on in the bathroom, you know, that's <laughs> yeah. always a great topic. You know, we talk about the color of your urine. Um, does your urine, if your urine is very dark, uh huh, you're likely somewhat dehydrated. Right. If it's, and especially maybe not necessarily first thing in the morning because you're, you're sure. not gone all night. Yeah. But if you are during the day kind of having darker urine, it's probably time to up your fluids in whatever form you want to do it. Right. If you find that your urine is very pale and kind of like lemonade, you're in good shape. Yep. It doesn't have to be crystal clear. Right. Like it doesn't have to be like, like just water. That's right. That's not, that's actually maybe even overhydrated. Uh-huh. So you don't, we're looking for kind of a lemonade color. Nice yeah. and clear and clean, yeah. and, the, and you're and you're in good shape hydration wise. Exactly. So that so. might help you when you get into those situations because you were talking about that, right. like if you are out exercising and it's not usual for you, right? You may need more fluid, and so you might need to schedule the timing of drinking fluid maybe for the next few hours. Right. So you don't get behind. If you've ever run a race, you know, they have a water station every mile yeah. or sometimes it depends on like the race every two miles. It's because a lot of runners drink on schedules. Yeah. Because they know if they let themselves get too far out and get too behind, it's hard to catch up. Yes. Yeah. So absolutely. Okay. So there's a little trick you can find if you want to know how much fluid you should take. And this would just kind of be a baseline. This is if somebody's not exercising necessarily very hard is to take your weight, divide it by two, and that's the number of ounces of fluid. So if you're 150 pounds, we're talking about 75 70. ounces, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. About two and a half liters, eight, almost eight cups. Uh-huh. Oh, there's the eight there cup thing. Yep. There it is. <laughs> you know, there's that eight cups. But again, it doesn't have to all be water. Right. It really doesn't. I mean, yeah. again, if it is all water for you, that's fantastic. Right. More power to you. Yeah. But just know that you're not doing yourself a disservice. Again, unless you're chugging pop for your fluid, then yeah. you might be doing yourself a disservice in terms of your fluid intake. So let's talk about alcohol for a minute. Since we started the started the show with talking about the bar. Yes. <laughs> this is the one time where I talk about fluid not necessarily contributing as much to your fluid balance because we do know alcohol has a fairly diuretic effect. Uh-huh. So it is if you are drinking alcohol for purposes of not becoming intoxicated. I typically recommend one glass of water for every alcoholic beverage. Yep, same here. First of all, that slows you down. Yep. Great. You know, okay. less likely to just continue to drink, drink alcohol. But also it does replace, we talk about, you know, maybe becoming a little bit more dehydrated from alcohol yeah. consumption, especially yeah. heavy alcohol consumption. Yeah. So if you're going out and having, you know, two or three drinks with friends, yeah. you're going to want to make sure you're drinking plenty of water. Yeah. Yeah. It also kind of stab off that hangover. If that's mm -hmm. something that you're worried about. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's a good point. Uh, water <clears throat> does really help uh, with the hangover and helps alleviate that right. the next so, day. So if we talk about how much, what is too much in yes. terms of water consumption? Can you drink too much? That's you can, you can. So here's the here's the thing about nutrition and 
it, there's there's an old adage the dose makes the poison. Yes. You can overdose on healthy foods. Like you can do it. Yeah. You know, you yeah. can eat too many carrots and turn orange. Yes. <laughs> right? you can, I've seen it. You yep. can do it. Yep. You know, you can drink too much water and put yourself in a life-threatening situation. Yes. It can be done. Right. So it's not likely, but anything over 23, 20 liters a day is probably too much. Right. Right. You know. I mean, uh, I see people walking around with gallon jugs of water. Right. And some of these folks are heading into the gym, and that's uh-huh. fine. But it does seem like it's not necessary to over drink water where you're feeling like you have to just be constantly and doing it quickly. Uh-huh. That's the other thing. You know, if we all remember a few oh, years yeah. ago, those water challenges, that killed people Ugh, because yeah. they basically caused what we call hyponatremia, which is low blood sodium by essentially diluting. Right. Their blood. Your blood. Right. right. And putting themselves in a, a high risk of issues with, like I said, severe illness and or death. Right. So there's a reason we don't recommend people just chug water. I always say, you know, especially if you feel like it's sloshing in your stomach, mm-hmm. stop. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, you're drinking too much at that point. If you feel like you're just kind of, for again, lack of a better term, kind of waterlogged. You're just, yeah. you can feel it. It's heavy in your stomach. Take a break. Right. Absolutely. We don't need to continue to yeah. drink. For sure. So, all right. So let's talk about some of those myths about water. Yes. So I know water's healthy and everybody wants to drink more water. So and what, there's so many benefits that people talk about with water, right? But what, what does water can't do for right. us? So let's go through some of those myths. Sure. So the first one is, I mean, we always want better skin. Absolutely. Decreased wrinkles. Right. And so. I have no wrinkles. Come on. <laughs> None yeah. of them. So, yeah, no, it. Somebody can think that when you're well hydrated, you'd think that the skin would be better served, right? Plumper. Um, plumper, plumper, yeah. And so, therefore, decrease your wrinkles. But, you know, that's not always the case. So, what happens is if we suspect somebody's dehydrated, Mm -hmm. we do a test to pinch their skin and check for their skin turgor to see if they're dehydrated. If they're dehydrated, the the pinch will kind of stay and remain. So if you're listening to this right now, pinch the top of your hand. Uh And if it goes right back down, you're good. You're good. You're you're Mm going to be decently hydrated. If it stays kind of tented is the best way to describe it that way. It looks like a little tent and it takes a long time to go down. Yeah. yeah, You might be a little dehydrated. We see this again in our older patients, Mm -hmm. especially ones who do come in dehydrated that we can see that. Right. With their skin, you can see their skin turgor. Sometimes I'll see the nurses, you know, documented as poor. Yeah. Because they are a little bit on the dehydrated side. And so that's where I think a lot of this comes from. Right. That, well, if you're well hydrated, you won't have those wrinkles. But (laughs) fortunately, you know, if that were the case, everyone who aged would not have wrinkles. Right. If they were well hydrated. Right. And that's not the case. Right. Your wrinkles are influenced by your genetics and your lifestyle. Spend too much time in the sun, you're going to probably have more wrinkles. Uh You know, uh, again, if you have great family members with no wrinkles, and Mm -hmm. that's probably what you're going to be blessed with as well. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Smoking also can cause more wrinkles too. So I've seen that. So, um, yeah. Anyway. So here's my favorite topic, detox. Yes. Does it detoxify your body? (sighs) And so I can kind of rationalize and see it, right? Right. Because if you're drinking water, 
then your body functions are happening because we know it's important for body functions to happen, including our liver and kidneys that do detox, you know, like do kind of remove toxins. Right. So in a way I can see that fluid is important there. Yes. So your body, actually your, our kidneys are amazing organs for as tiny as they are. Your entire blood volume goes through your kidneys about 40 times a day, which is so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> you know, that our kidneys are working really hard to yeah. keep us healthy, to keep our, our electrolytes in balance and those types of things. Your kidneys are doing their job. Mm-hmm. And as long as your kidneys are in good shape and yeah. they're doing their job and you have a functional liver, mm-hmm. there's absolutely no reason to feel like water is detoxing you because right. your kidneys are actually detoxing your body exactly (laughs) and your liver right not the water so feel like you have to like i guess indirectly we talk about flushing out or whatever right the water moves everything through right but it's the kidneys that are right and you're not necessarily making your kidneys work better Mm -hmm. by drinking more water than you need Yep. Right, right. There's no reason to drink more than what you need. Right, and I should say these myths are from one of my favorite nutrition writers ever, <laughs> Abby Langer, and I'm going to post a link to her blog. Uh, occasionally, she does let a f- swear word fly on her blog, <laughs> so if you're offended by that, I maybe would tell maybe you not to read her, yeah. but I think she's fantastic, uh-huh. and she really breaks things down into very simple terms that we can all understand. Yep. So I will post a link to this particular blog about myths about water. Awesome. What about burning fat? What do you think about burning fat? Right. Well, you know, I think, I suppose that people get into thinking about, you know, what am I adding to my water? One thing I'll see is, you know, um, adding apple cider vinegar. That's an, that hmm. still remains a hot thing yes. for people to do. Mm-hmm. Um, lemon juice, those types of things, yeah. how that's burning more water. Or drinking burning ice cold water. Right. That's, that's where I hear it right. from so is more, yeah, if you're drinking cold water, it helps you burn fat more. Right. So if you're thinking, okay, I'm going to be drinking, you know, some ice cold water, you know, maybe you're going to burn a few more calories. Right. Per cup, but nothing significant. Help your metabolism. Right, right. Right. So. One thing. Yeah, it's like 60 calories if you're drinking like freezing water all day long. Maybe. Now, (laughs) now one thing I see frequently is that people will say, well, if you're hungry, drink a glass of water. Uh Uh-huh. To as some sort of Jedi mind body trick (laughs) that you can do to trick your body into not being hungry. And I will say, frankly, that's a pretty unhealthy mindset for your water consumption to say, I'm going to trick my body into not being hungry. You can maybe temporarily trick your body Mm -hmm. into not being hungry by satisfying hunger with water, Diet Coke, iced tea. Sure. Temporarily, maybe for an extra half an hour, you can get away without eating. But that is not a substitute for eating food. No, it's not. It's not. However, so that's a fine line, right? So with my clients, too, sometimes if we are dehydrated, I have clients who are actually eating Right. Because they think they're de- they they think they're hungry. It's like that hunger and thirst can right. get confused right. in our minds. Right. So I do see that as an issue and we do I do talk about that with my clients. But 
to have, that's a different mindset than what you were talking about, where you're actually doing it on purpose, trying to drink water instead of eating. Right. So there's, I do want my clients to be aware and be mindful. Uh, you know, did you just eat in the last hour and right. you're feeling hungry? Actually, maybe you're thirsty. Right. And that's completely legitimate. But yes. if it's been four or five hours since your last meal. Exactly. Then you're to, hungry. It's time to eat. Yeah. It's yes. completely time to eat. Yes. And you can, again, temporarily trick your body into not, you know, into, into, you know, not being hungry for another 20 or 30 minutes. Right. But that's not lasting. And, and frankly, it's a bit of a disordered eating mindset. It and is. It's a, it's it a is. statement of concern when I have clients yeah. that are trying to substitute food with fluids. Right. That's that's a real concerning behavior yeah. that I think is probably not good. Yes. So like you said, just I mean, again, if it's, you know, literally lunch was an hour ago and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm hungry again. Yeah, you might actually be thirsty and right. that's completely fine. But it has been, if it's mealtime. Yeah. And you haven't eaten. It's meal time. It's right. not water time. Right. Now, some people say if I have a glass of water with the meal, mm-hmm. I eat a little bit less. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. I've actually seen even diet plans that utilize eating an, an apple before meal. Mm-hmm. Not only does the fiber help satisfy you with the meal, uh-huh. the water in the apple can help uh-huh. satisfy hunger. So, okay. you know, you can utilize, this is where you can utilize those high water right. foods. Right. Because there are any fruits or vegetables. They're low in calories and (laughs) Uh they're satisfying. Right. So, you know, if you are looking to eat less calories, this is one of the reasons we say fruits and vegetables are the bomb. Yep. Because they are high in water. They're low in calories. Mm -hmm. They're satisfying. Yeah. It's, it's the, it's a really great way to do. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. All right. So what about, this is one that is a little more of a hot topic, I think. Have you heard of alkaline water? <laughs> so if you peruse the, the the aisle at the grocery store of bottled water, it used to just be, back in the good days, bottled water. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Now there are so many. Now it's vitamin water and flavored waters and yes. sparkling waters. I right. mean, if you, there's something for everybody uh-huh. in the water aisle. Remember, like, remember, it used to just be plastic uh-huh. water bottles. Yes. 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 Now there's everything. And uh-huh. the hot, maybe the hot topic right now is alkaline water. Yeah. And again, Abby Langer really knocked this out of the park for me about her in her blog about alkaline water. I'm going to uh-huh. kind of pull some stuff from that blog to explain it because it's really... It's very expensive, unnecessary beverage to purchase. You're not necessarily doing anything for your body by purchasing alkaline water. So So what is alkaline? What defines it as alkaline? Let's start there. So we talk about the acidity of a beverage, which is often kind of noted in something called the pH. Mm -hmm. So when something is alkaline, that means that pH is greater than seven, which is the neutral pH. Seven is neutral. Right. Yep. So if something's acidic, it's less than seven. Right. When something is alkaline, because that pH is greater than seven, it's said to be capable of neutralizing an acid. So the pH scale, like I said, goes from a zero to a 14 and seven is right in the middle. Mm -hmm. The pH of our human blood is right in the middle, about Mm -hmm. 7.4. And frankly, there's nothing you can do to change that. Nope. Nothing. Your body will fight you. And you don't want to change (laughs) it. And you don't want to change it. (laughs) Because it's very tightly regulated by our kidneys, our our lungs, and other body systems. Yep. If you are 
in some type of renal failure or if you're in some type of liver failure, you might end up with blood pH where it shouldn't be, but you'll also, again, you'll be, be in hospital. hospital and right. They'll be treating you right. and they'll be helping you. Right. Yes. You know, that means you're, you know, we have patients who are what we call acidotic. Uh-huh. Yeah. They, yeah, that's their pH is not where it needs to be. Right. Right. And, and that's, they don't feel good. Right. They don't feel good. You're no. sick yes. when that happens. Yeah. Some of the alkaline waters on the market are advertised as having that, pH level of over nine. But one thing to know is that the EPA standard for water in the tap is between six and a half and eight and a half. Uh-huh. Well, that's free. I mean, I guess right. you pay your water bill, so it's not technically <laughs> free, but right. just a little higher than tap water. Right. Yeah. So that's what you're paying for. Right. <laughs> so... <laughs> The thing about it is, it is not necessary for us to drink a beverage that's alkaline to do something to our body to make it function better. Right. So there's been claims that are made, for example, that's an antioxidant that neutralizes free radicals. Gosh, I wish everything did that. (laughs) It has more oxygen. It is more hydrating. Again, that absolutely has no proof. Um, It's detoxifying. We're back to that detox. Um, It balances your body's pH. Again, nothing you can really do about that. Right. Because it's passing through your stomach acids. Right. Right. So... Right. So we, let's, you know, let's think about that. Free radicals and, and neutralizing those things. Yes, right. free radicals are known to cause cancer. You, you'd think something like that could help neutralize those would be great. Right. But that is, there's no science behind that. And basically, again, you're paying for a water that doesn't do that. Right. So there's no science behind that health claim. Um, in terms of it being more uh, hydrating, you know, Again, it has no, there's no research to show that it's more hydrating. Yeah. There is no benefit to alkaline waters in terms of dehydration. Again, dehydration doesn't cause issues. Dehydration is often a symptom of diseases. It's not necessarily, it's always, you know, kind of the thing that follows the disease. So again, if you have a liver, if you have functioning kidneys, there is absolutely no reason that you need to buy a special water to detox. Right. So again, you will, and she puts this into such a great, you will die if these things are not working. So, (laughs) right. Right. Yeah. So again, nothing you eat or drink affects your body pH in any way, shape or form. Right. So again, very, very important to understand that. And again, these things are much more expensive than regular bottles. Yeah. They're often sold in plastic, which is a whole nother topic yeah. of whether we should be drinking things out of plastic bottles. Again, it's all about making sales. Yes. It's all about playing into a fad, uh-huh. playing into people's fear. And playing into the fear. The, the fear is just, that's what's crazy. Right. People are afraid. You know, because or they're thinking that, you know, if I just drink this water, if I just use this apple cider vinegar or drink Mm -hmm. this lemon juice, that I'm going to cure diseases or prevent issues. And it's just, yeah, I wish it were that simple. Right. I wish that saying, you know, buying a $3 bottle of water 
yeah. did something for you, Yeah, but the it doesn't. No, it doesn't. And the tap water is tightly regulated. There's nothing wrong with our tap water. Right. You know, you might not like the taste of your tap water. True. And that's a whole different issue. That is a whole different issue. If that you, could you be live in a pipes. Mean, and, right. You yeah. can't live in a municipality or like if I have well water, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. It's yeah, out yeah. of the tray on the tap. Not so great. Right. So, yeah. you know, yeah. we have a water filter that makes mm-hmm. things taste better. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Right. But there's nothing diseased about our water. Right. These things are treated well. Yep. You know, I hear, you know, all kinds of myths about there's all kinds of medications that end up in our water. And, uh, and again, those are all cleaned. That's why we right. have water That's filtration. That we have water treatment center. <laughs> right. You have a water treatment plant. Right. That's why that all works the yeah. way it does. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with the water that comes out of your tap. Except, again, maybe it's not the, your taste preference. Yeah. Okay. What is your favorite tip to tell people? Let's finish things off with just what do you like to tell your clients about hydration or fluids? I think the biggest thing is to remember that it all doesn't have to be water. Yep. And for me, I know it's a it's an out of sight, out of mind thing. Because, again, when I get very busy, it's very easy for me to blow off water consumption. Absolutely. I'm just not thinking about it. So yes. If you have it, you will drink it. So, yes. yes, carry water with you wherever you go. Yes. You'll be less tempted to maybe order a soda in a restaurant mm-hmm. if you're not thirsty. Right. You know, if you're like, oh, I've had a lot of water today and I don't really feel the need to order right. that pop. Yeah. Because I'm well hydrated and I feel good. And, mm-hmm. you know, one thing that I <clears throat> I find that, you know, there I've seen these, these offered in races now. They'll offer alcoholic beverages at the end of races. <laughs> You know, like I've done half marathons here in Columbus area where they'll have margaritas at the end of the race, which are great at 10 a.m. I'll I'll tell you, they're fantastic at 10 a.m. Then you you go home and take the big nap in the afternoon. But, you know, that's not a great way to hydrate. And when you're super thirsty after a race, you can drink that margarita fast Yeah, because you're super, super thirsty. So, again... Making sure you always have water with you because mm-hmm. what we what we have with us is what we'll consume. Yep. I, I totally agree with that. Making sure that it's handy, with always with you, and finding a way to keep it with you at all times. And then I do another thing called the drinking game <laughs> with my water. Okay. Okay. So That kind of drinking game. That gotcha. kind of drinking game. Yes, gotcha. So <laughs> if I'm – I always have my water with me in the car. And so if I get to a stop sign or a traffic signal, I oh. will pick up my water and I will drink some. That's fantastic. <laughs> so what a great idea. It's gotten to me to so such to the point where, yeah, I, I definitely it's like I associate being in the car and drinking water. And uh, so it's always with me in the car. And a lot of times it's like attached to the hip. So I have to remind myself I don't need to bring it into restaurants. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, right. Okay. Yeah. So I'll carry it in everywhere. But right. yeah. That's yeah. a really good tip. And again, maybe that's how you decide you want to drink on a schedule. Yes, exactly. You, know, it's a, you drive frequently mm-hmm. and it's a great way to think about that drinking on a it's schedule. A, it's an opportunity to get some water into your day than maybe you wouldn't have normally and uh, so, yeah, I like to do that. And remember, all fluids count. So, again, if this isn't your thing, you know, yes, I love for all my clients to drink nothing but water. Right. 
I'd yeah. like for myself to drink nothing but water, but it's probably <laughs> not realistic for me. Yeah. So I know that the coffee I have in the morning gives me plenty of fluids. Yep. The soup that I eat at lunch gives mm-hmm. me plenty of fluids. I'm not yep. worried about dehydration. And sure, I'd like to have more water just because, again, I think I'd like to have fewer calories attached to my fluids. Yeah. And that's that's really what it's in the end. If you're talking about weight management, exactly. that's what it's all about. Yeah. It really is. Mm-hmm. If you have questions about hydration, we'd love to hear from you. I would like to do a whole episode on caffeine because the research on caffeine has become really murky Mm. in the last few years in terms of how much is too much and should pregnant women be drinking Mm. caffeinated beverages and, you know, does it, you know, we talked a little bit about the hydration issue. Uh, What does that really mean in terms of caffeine? So we'd love to hear your questions if you want to talk a little bit about caffeinated beverages. But if you have any other questions about today's topic or any other, you can reach us at dish at secretliferd.com. You can reach us on Instagram at the Secret Life Dietitians. Um, and then you can, like I said, visit our website anytime, www.secretliferd.com. And we will see you wherever you get your podcast. And please, again, if you haven't, please give us a rating. Please, we would love, we love to reviews. feedback yes. and we'd love to have you rate our podcast and leave a comment. Even if it's not five stars, leave a comment. Yes. You know, again, we always want to hear from our listeners. So we will see you next time. Thanks.